Today's show is sponsored by Treyguard's Porn Boutique. Ooh, nasty. <laughs> Hello, you're listening to The Technical Difficulties. I'm Tom Scott. Joining me in the studio today, he reads books you know. It's Chris Joel. As audio playthings unto Tom Scott are we. Pity us. Everybody's favourite, Gary Brannan. Gary Brannan. Rain. The piss of a billion laughing seagulls. <laughs> and, wow, we're, we're going... Don't know what we're going today. And the bounciest man on the internet, Matt Gray. Don't smoke down there, you'll risk the minge singe twinge. <laughs> Call um, the Minge Brigade! <laughs> Philosophical, dark, sex joke! <laughs> Brilliant! Yeah, that sums up life in a nutshell. <laughs> Sorry, if we were going to be like the Spice Girls and give each, give each other a title, that's kind of what we'd all be underlined all so the way through. So my cocky spice. <laughs> yeah, dicky spice. Thinky spice. Dicky spice. <laughs> Gaggy spice. Producer. Yeah. <laughs> Ernie Wisey Spicy. <laughs> The way the show works is very simple. I've got a classic deck of trivia question cards and my classic opinion from 1984. I'm going to read an answer and all you have to do is guess the question. Correct questions, get your point and a ding. And there's a prize for particularly good answers, which is... Mystery Biscuits! Oh no! Yes, yes. So we start with At Night. What's the best time to rifle through someone's sock drawer? <laughs> no, it's bar not. the door. <laughs> no, it's not. You can't see the socks. Head touch. Uh, Cough. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't know anything about that. <laughs> uh, when do you find bats? You're in the animal kingdom. Am I? That's, that's <laughs> what it takes to when, when do nocturnal beasties come out? Nocturnalites. <laughs> yes, we're looking for one particular very large nocturnal beastie. Badger. Bears. Larger. Larger than bears. Yeah, I it's think nocturnal. So. Yeah. Shit. Hmm. I'm not sure I want to go outside in the dark anymore. You yeah. wouldn't find it around here. Like. Lions are daytime and tigers are daytime. Well, I'm thinking fiercer than maybe maybe I shouldn't be. Yeah, just big. It's mostly aquatic, not entirely. Whales. Whale? Not that aquatic. <laughs> <laughs> big f- oh, frogs. Oh, hippo, hippos. Bingo. Hippos? Yeah. When the hippopotamus Yeah, that's speed. true, actually. Yeah. Is that right? I've seen them in the yeah. day. I've seen them in the day. I've not been asleep or anything. They've yep. been... Point for you. Hippos, by the way, have the worst <laughs> mechanism of any, I would say, of any animal. I have seen <laughs> a hippo <laughs> <laughs> Fact Description I need a description Well most I other don't. animals Would would just You know Take a dump and leave But the hippo For some reason Decides to go for it with For artistic impression And therefore It's little tail Acts like a really Fast moving windscreen wiper yep. And kind of Splash Okay splash. that's enough But at zoos They now have to Warn people About this To say If the hippo Because Turns towards the audience And starts going with its tail move back because it don't care <laughs> Disney in Florida have a theme park that is basically part zoo they have animal the animal kingdom. kingdom oh really yeah I'm not particularly one for zoos this is the first zoo I've been to in my life and they have a hippo tank now fortunately they didn't warn <laughs> <A> tank- <laughs> <laughs> oh I like that I like oh that but they're moody you don't <laughs> want to <laughs> plexiglass screens between the hippo and the audience so we did not get sprayed see I was at Edinburgh Zoo they've got much lower standards than that. <laughs> Thought, this is when he said hippo in a tank, my first image was a hippo's head sticking you out know, the top of the tank. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but with a helmet on. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what's fearsome enough? A pissed off hippo with armaments. <laughs> <laughs> Armour pissing. Would rats. the inside of the tank be filled with water? That's what. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it's a tank. 
It's already got to carry a hippo. A bit more water won't make much difference. <laughs> I beg to differ. We'd be sloshing around inside. Oh, yeah, you'd have to break it up, free surface effect and yeah. all that. <laughs> the tank would be just wobbling on. <laughs> when oh, you'd... tank slapper. <laughs> oh! That's incidentally also the name for the uh, escort agency that delivers some tanks. <laughs> 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 it's almost worth setting up that business, purchasing an ex-Soviet tank or something, and filling it with hookers just for the ability to write tank slappers. <laughs> Your next one is Fife Robertson. Oh, hang on. I've heard of him. Oh, hey. actor. Oh, uh, no. But we are in entertainment. Singer. Fife Robertson. Um, was he um, Super Gran. Super Gran? He was in... Uh, he's, he's, he's an older, big... He's used to playing baddies, he's Fife Robertson. He's um, Dr. Finlay's Casebook, something like that. Roving Scottish reporter on TV's Tonight programme. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the sod am I thinking of then? <laughs> I was thinking of the guy that plays Scunner Campbell in Super Gran, but obviously it's not Fife Robertson. Are you just saying proper nouns now to confuse us? <laughs> Scudder Campbell's in Supergrand. This story of a Scottish granny who had superpowers. He's still doing it. <laughs> the title song was sung by Billy Connolly. <laughs> it's not. It's worth that five-minute Google. It's, like, it's worth that five-minute session on YouTube to get the hang of Supergrand and then depart afterwards. Hang on, live action or cartoon? Live action. Oh, blimey. Live action superhero grandmother. Is it for children? Yeah, bizarrely. The last one I saw, uh, uh, you're going like, to think I'm making this up, right? But the last episode of Supergrad I saw involved her flying <laughs> a self built wooden hovercraft <laughs> that looked like a garden shed. It happened. It's not a malarial dream. I actually have seen this. <laughs> Quite a lot of 80s kids TV has a vague malarial dream quality about it, to be fair. <laughs> Yeah, the one where, you know, that one where Sooty went skiing and he just went down the hill in a single boot. What? They took Sooty to a dry ski slope. What? Really? <laughs> yeah. So they just got a they boot, just wedged him in, wedged the puppet in and sent it down the hill. Yeah. Until he did it all upright. Yeah. So you just got to say, arms out, just going down a dry ski slope in a boot, yeah. Well, you're not going to make his own skis, are you? He's too small. I, mean, I just like the idea that they chopped the bloke's hand off and went straight in. <laughs> <laughs> Twitching. <laughs> still moving as it comes down. <laughs> slowly clawing up as it goes down. What would, what would rigor mortis do to Sutty? He'd slowly crawl up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, moving on. Um, next up is Groucho Marx. Uh, who kind of... didn't write the Communist Manifesto? So I said to him, I said to him, we can all be free, but he wasn't listening. <laughs> the thought, actually, the thought of the two combining and Karl Marx walking and talking like Groucho Marx. <laughs> that slightly stooped walk with the cigar. I've got the scene from Duck Soup with Karl Marx on one side of the mirror and Groucho on the other. <laughs> they are two halves of the one whole. <laughs> and they must never touch for they will meld into one. Who uh, teamed up with a Mr. Spencer to create a series of shots? <laughs> Groucho Marx and Spencer. Facts about Marx and Spencer. Mm-hmm. It started out as the Penny Bizarre. Penny Bizarre. Penny Bazaar, right? Where <laughs> Penny every... Bizarre was a magazine. <laughs> <laughs> Where the whole point of it was, don't ask the price, it's a penny, right? Mm. Think of this. Marx and Spencer's is effectively a pound shop. It's how, effectively, it's a pound shop, isn't it? But in years to come, does that mean that one of the major economic you know, and international brands of our country is going to be pound stretcher? Well, it's going to be Primark, <laughs> isn't it? Oh, huh. JCPenney. 
No, sorry, pennies, not JC Penny. Pennies, pennies in Ireland. Mm. Same as same as Primark. Because we went to Pennies to get shorts to go in the sauna at their wedding. Yeah, we did, <laughs> you went in the sauna at my wedding. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you went to work. sauna at your wedding? <laughs> no, Tom. For f**k's sake, I didn't put a sauna on for 150 people to go and sit and then beat each other with twigs after my wedding. Why? I don't know. That the disco was going that way. <laughs> it, was, it was getting pretty heated at one point. Could this I know. Clue me into what. You remember we stayed in a hotel, yes, if so you will. I. Yeah. <laughs> well, while you were off doing other things, <coughs> <coughs> me and Gary <coughs> used the sauna and steam room. I'm not Gary. No, he's not, oh, I'm he's not Gary. Gary. I was, I was the one Great. getting married. Gary, that'll do. <laughs> little he did, was getting married. Little did you know that I also was using the steam room. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that chair seemed hairy. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought that man seemed comfy. <laughs> <laughs> It's the thought of you two in a sauna that I'm loving. <laughs> Matt, can you talk, when do your hair get wet? Does it get curlier or straighter? No, it goes... Uh-huh. Oh, that's better you <laughs> coming out of the sauna with that. Like, a proper... Because <laughs> when it, when it um, gets wet, it falls down, so mm. I have to scoop it back and I look like Van Damme. Oh, yeah. oh, I remember now, actually. I'm sort of giving it this number. <laughs> I've thought of you coming out of like a humid sauna and your hair just like expanded in volume 200 times. <laughs> <laughs> Carpet through doors waddling slightly. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yes, Tommy, you, you, you could have gone to the sauna, but you were <coughs> otherwise engaged. Just like, <laughs> busy, busy, busy. <sighs> Moving on. If from... only I'd known the room number, I would have... <laughs> Joined <laughs> in. <laughs> no, I'd have sent room service. I'd have sent some... <laughs> <laughs> what could you send? I don't know. They were just pack of condoms. <laughs> Lucky in that country. <laughs> Garden. <laughs> Garden peas. Yeah. <laughs> Something to really put someone off. Some trifle, some frozen peas, <laughs> and some kippers or something. Groucho Marks. <laughs> Groucho Marks, one of the Marks brothers who presented the game show You Bet Your Life or something yes, like that. Yes, he did. Um, but we're looking for the title of his autobiography, Groucho and Me. So was the question, who wrote the book Groucho and Me? Whose autobiography is titled Groucho and Me? Well, that's going to narrow it down <laughs> because of all the Grouchos. <laughs> the next one is William the Conqueror. Who conquered? William. Childhood name William the Bastard? True, but no. No. Who was hated in the schoolyard for always injecting with Araldite? Oh, <laughs> cheat. What? Conquers when you were a kid. Oh, conqueror, right. Either that one, varnishing and baking them. That was yep. the other one. Yeah. Oh. Meticulously hollowing them out and filling them with lead. Oh, that's, oh. that's going to kill your knuckles, that is. Yeah, would the exterior survive having molten lead poured into it? I don't know, but I think we should give it a whirl. I reckon we should as <laughs> well, actually, yeah. Yeah, surely it's overheat and crack. The ultimate conquer. Well, that, I don't the, know, lead is... The other compelling reason to use lead is it's got a very low yeah. boiling point. Yeah, that's right? what I'm thinking. Well, very low melting point, not boiling yeah, point. Yeah, that's what I mean. It might, you, mm. you know, would it, but still would it crack with it mm. being a natural drying out substance with the heat? All right, this autumn, we're doing science. All of it. First time ever. <laughs> <laughs> William the Conqueror, well, Battle of Hastings, Normans, Normans Day. Normans is right. Do you know what, what was special about him? It wasn't like the first of the Normans. Cause been yes, he was. Really? Who was England's first Norman king? Oh, yeah, all right. Mm. Well, that's kind of right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It wasn't the first bloke from Normandy. It wasn't the first bloke from Normandy. No. Uh, uh, nobody's using this bit. <laughs> That's mine. Mine. Dibs. <laughs> That's it. And we're now all the Normans, all right? <laughs> Your next one is the Panama Canal. Again? 
again. again. This is the third Panama Canal, I think. It's second or third, certainly. They do like it in this uh, quiz. All right, so it's genuinely a different question. It is genuinely, we've had a, yeah, genuinely a different question. But the problem is, we're going to recycle all the same jokes. Oh, I don't think so. Oh, oh. I've seen the question. <laughs> so it's not locks or big ships, then? No. But it is civil engineering. Well, they were very polite when they built it. <laughs> <laughs> I say, if we if we stop for tiffin anymore, they're not going to get this bloody canal built. <laughs> but I just like the idea of uncivil engineering. <laughs> can get it in. <laughs> in water. In Come on, dig it all. <laughs> shit. <laughs> off. We're looking for... Bridges. Bridges. Oh. Exactly right. Do you happen to know the name of one particular bridge? Jeff Bridges. Hey! The Panama Canal about. <laughs> <laughs> Does anyone know the name of any actual bridges on the Panama Canal? Bridge number one. The Panama Bridge. No, the Thatcher Ferry Bridge. It goes between Thatcher and Ferry Bridge just outside of Pontefract. <laughs> <laughs> We're nearly there, I can see the cooling towers. <laughs> Your next one is in his stocking. Where's a burglar's face? <laughs> Where is a burglar's face normally found? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Knives and Scottish formal dress or something oh, it like is. that. Oh, Spot yes. The, the, the Dirk, yeah. The oh, night, yeah. point for you. Um, Biscuits, biscuits for you for knowing the name. Mystery Biscuits! Oh, yeah. Yes, where does a traditionally dressed Scotsman put his dirk? <laughs> <laughs> Wherever he's allowed to! <laughs> Whoa, frisky. Is that a dirk in your stocking? <laughs> what you should do is get one of those and then cover it in some hollandaise sauce and some ham. Because then you've got Dirk Benedict. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'd say I'm sorry, but I'm not. No! The next one is Mark Antony. Cleopatra. We're looking for a film role, someone who played him. Oh. It's <laughs> <laughs> a noise for a hippopotamus there, I think. <laughs> Is it Carry On Cleo? <laughs> no. Is, so I take it it's in Antony and Cleopatra, the, the, the epic... No, it's version. in the film Cleopatra. Oh, bloody hell. Is it that actor that has that umphy voice? Tony Curtis. Richard Burton. Yeah, that's it. Oh, oh, Richard. Sir Richard Burton. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> no one would have believed. believed. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I meant by with the yeah. voice. Do you know what it is? It yeah, was... actually, I'm going to give you the point for that. <laughs> with the voice is a good enough, uh, good enough expression. His rider when he, was, when he was recording the voice for War of the Worlds was Six Canzalaga. <laughs> <laughs> Good on him. He just made it up as he went yeah. along. <laughs> no one would have been... Well. No one would have believed. <laughs> I wouldn't have believed. I, I certainly would not have believed. <laughs> oh, no! A cylinder! <laughs> <laughs> I have destroyed it! <laughs> the top opened slowly. <laughs> suddenly, the lid fell off. <laughs> as, he's, as he's chugging the unholy wet and another cylinder and another and another and so on every night Phil could you bob down to the quick save when he sees the empty cans around him just gets him to start singing when you're not here my love will be forever Oh, Phil's back. <laughs> Martians. <laughs> <laughs> the morning after. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that noise is. It's just the modulated sound of Richard Burton's remorse. <laughs> <laughs> when they finally do send a man to Mars, they're going to hear that in the distance and just see a ghostly apparition of Richard Burton spewing all over the hillside. <laughs> the soldier holding his head <laughs> The red weed. <laughs> That was the after party. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the story of a bad night out for Richard Burton as well in the world, isn't it? 
on that note congratulations Matt you win this week's show Yay. Uh, you've won a Roger Bannister Rogering Bannister <laughs> frankly you, you don't want to know what that's for um, so with that we say goodbye to Chris Joel to Matt Gray and to Gary Brannan that's been the technical difficulties we'll see you next time bye from menthol condoms to Groucho Marx, you're listening to the technical difference. <laughs> Was any of that usable? <laughs> I'll see how it comes out in the edit.